The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years, and Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your smart TV or your phone live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to continue their legacy on the clay courts? From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all happens. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? And do you know how much we have to talk about today in today's podcast? There is so much we have to go through in today's podcast. We're going to try to get through it all. First off, I want to apologize not getting one out last week. And to be honest, there was really nothing happening last weekend in Australia. It was pretty bland. And the reason I wanted to wait is to really get a full preview of uh, the Australian Open as well as a little recap of the ATP Cup. Little did I know every single day of last week, new news would come out and a lot would happen. So I'm going to really touch on most of the important things going on in this episode, but I'll tell you what, there was a lot, a lot, a lot that happened in Australia last week. I'll touch on some of it, and the more you guys want to get into it, you can probably do a little bit more research on some of the topics that I'm going to talk about today. But without further ado... Let's get started. Um, Rafael Nadal did an interview with CNN, I think it was CNN Australia, and mostly in this interview, Nadal pretty much talked about, you know, the bigger perspective and the wider picture of things happening and just, hey, we're just ha- we should just be happy to be here and happy to be playing and this is kind of, you know, maybe all the drama isn't all worth it. Let's just play tennis and be happy to be playing. So, that's pretty much what happened in that interview. Fast forward a little bit, um, Nick Kyrgios had all those comments about Novak Djokovic, which didn't really age very well because uh, Nick Kyrgios kind of had a few meltdowns the week leading up to the Australian Open, and um, pretty much Novak Djokovic said, off the court, I don't have much respect for Nick, um, which isn't shocking at all considering Novak Djokovic and Nick Kyrgios kind of go at it a little bit. Nick Kyrgios actually goes at it with the big three Quite often, I wouldn't say the big three, I'd say the big two in the fact of Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal, but nevertheless, that's what happened. Let's move on to the ATP Cup. Now, the ATP Cup was one of the, one of the things that I was really excited about moving into the Australian season, not necessarily Mel- Melbourne 1, Melbourne 2, but the ATP Cup is something that's always really special. And last year, um, when it happened down there in Australia, just to see everybody come together in some of these countries and to see some of these really, really good players coach other really, really good players, kind of like the Labor Cup, except you're playing for the pride of your country. And so I was really excited to see this. And so let's I'm just going to jump fast forward over to the Final Four. And the Final Four this year was Italy, Russia, Germany, and Spain. And that was the Final Four. And Russia and Italy actually made it to the finals. Now, there were some good players on both of these squads. 
Let's start with how good of a team Italy had. It was spearheaded by Matteo Berrettini and Fabio Fognini, and these two really led the charge here. And Matteo Berrettini seems to be coming in the 2021 season playing his best tennis. So I think that's another name you should really keep an eye on moving into the 2021 season. That's a name you should keep an eye on at the Australian Open. If he plays remotely how he played at the ATP Cup, he's going to make a decent run here at the AO down in Melbourne. But another person you should really keep an eye on is Daniil Medvedev, and another one should be Andrei Rublev, because the winners of the ATP Cup ended up being Russia, and the way the Russians played this year at the ATP Cup was phenomenal, and I knew they were going to be really good moving into the ATP Cup because Rublev was coming off the best year of his career, and Medvedev had the best year of his career in 2019, had a good year, not a great year, but a good year in 2020, and Medvedev's sneaky good, and I think he just kind of comes out of nowhere and surprises people, and I knew he would be really good this year. So for Russia to win this wasn't necessarily shocking. It was good to see. It was good to see other teams in it. Now Germany was also in it. Sasha Zverev, uh, Struff, and that was really good to see as well. So you're looking at a lot of young guns between Italy and Russia and Germany. Obviously Spain was in the final four as well, but they've been in it before. Rafael Nadal didn't play in the ATP Cup, which contributed largely to them not making it into the final. Moving into more things that happened the week leading up to the Australian Open, there were some tournaments, uh, there was the ATP Cup, and there was one day that did not have play thanks to one person in, a t in the hotel that tested positive for COVID. Now, this was kind of a big deal down under because one person tested positive for COVID and it was a staffer at one of the hotels and five to 600 people, players, coaches, officials, staff, everybody had to be quarantined. And this was a big deal because it canceled one day of play and it kind of was a halt to everything happening because it was the first like big scare. I know there's a big, there was, okay, sorry. There was a big scare when uh, they came over on the planes and everything happened with quarantine, 72 players and everything, but five to 600 people having to possibly quarantine a couple days, five days or so before the actual Australian Open, that's a big scare. And so what happened on this was the one staffer tested positive. And so everyone had to stop for about a day and they had to wait for everybody to test negative. That's what kind of took the whole day long to get really going. But this was scary for the Australian Open. And right afterwards, the Australian Open says, nope, we are starting on Monday no matter what. And that's what they're doing right now. The tournament is currently underway as we speak. Um, the problem is, is I'm recording it on Sunday and the Australian Open is already happening on a Monday because of the time change. The Super Bowl happened today. I work today. Blah, 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 blah. But needless to say, I'm getting the podcast out today. There's so much to talk about. So I'm trying to just riddle this down and dumb it down a little bit so we can kind of get through everything. There's going to be things I missed today that I'm going to bring up later after the Australian Open that happened this week just because so much drama and so much content happened this week in the world of tennis. And I'm sorry I can't get to it all today, but I don't really want this episode to be an hour long moving into the Australian Open. I just want to get some predictions out there. I want to get some things in your head that you should know about prior to the US Open or the Australian Open, excuse me. And let's talk about some things that happened the week of. Let's talk about some tournaments that happened the week of. Two tournaments that happened the week of the Australian Open and some players, young hot players that are getting going. Let's start with the Murray River Open, and the winner of that is Daniel Evans. Daniel Evans um, didn't play in the ATP Cup. Don't know why, but he wanted to play in this tournament leading up to it. 
he wins. That's a big win moving up until the Australian Open, and he beat, you know, Felix Ogier Aliassime was in this tournament. Like, this wasn't just an easy tournament, so for him to come out of this and beat this, phenomenal. And that's a good lead-up to the Australian Open, and that is going to be a good confidence booster for him moving into one of the largest tournaments of the year. Let's move on to the one I'm more excited about, and that is going to be the Great Ocean Road Open, and Yannick Sinner is your champion on this one. I'm telling you, this Yannick Sinner kid is something special, and he is someone you should definitely keep an eye on moving forward. I think he'll make some noise in the Australian Open. I don't know necessarily if he's going to really do a whole lot of damage, but I think he'll make he could make it quarters, maybe even sem, uh, probably not semis, but he could probably make it quarters. Although I'm expecting this to be a very young Australian Open, and I'll get to that in a second on what it means to have a young Australian Open. Now Australia said they are going to start on Monday, and they are starting on Monday. Now there are some things that you should keep an eye on moving forward into the Australian Open. Now let's talk about the AO. One thing that you should really keep an eye on is the first-round matches. There are some absolutely electric first-round matches happening this year in the Australian Open. Now, let me just name a few. I just talked about Yannick Sinner, and he's one of the marquee matchups in the first round. He will be playing Denis Shapovalov, and Denis Shapovalov is ranked number 11 overall in the world. This is one you definitely need to keep an eye on. Denis Shapovalov, Shapo, made his debut, not debut, but made his really rise to fame after he beat Rafael Nadal in Canada. And Yannick Sinner over the last couple of years has just gradually gotten a lot better. And Yannick Sinner um, was newcomer of the year. He won the next gen. He has a lot of things under his belt. And he continues to play really well. And the fact that he just won a tournament coming into the Australian Open, big confidence booster. I wouldn't be shocked if Yannick Sinner upsets number 11, Chapo, in the first round. Another one, Grigor Dimitrov is going to play... Marin Cilic, and this is a big deal because Cilic, U.S. Open winner at one point, and Dimitrov, number 18 in the world, is just kind of coming into his own again. So I would look for Dimitrov to win this one. That is my prediction in the first round here. Another very interesting one is going to be Kevin Anderson is playing Matteo Berrettini. Matteo Berrettini is number 10 in the world. Kevin Anderson is not ranked, and I don't think it's going to be a problem for Berrettini. Another awesome one matchup that I'm looking forward to, someone I just talked about who is playing some of his best tennis, is Daniil Medvedev out of Russia. He is number four seed, and he'll be playing Vasek Pospisil, who, if you remember, had a great end of the 2020 year and was really coming to his own when the season ended in 2020. So that's another one to really keep your eye on moving forward. Karina Busta, you remember he was a semifinalist at the U.S. Open, number 15 seed. He'll be playing Kai Nishikori. That should be a really good match. That's kind of a low-key match. Those aren't necessarily massive names and not really a match that everybody's going to watch, but that is definitely one to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on. Remember, ugh, remember, Karina Busta played a really good U.S. Open and really had a hell of a run there in New York, and you know some of it was due to Novak Djokovic, you know, hitting an umpire and getting ejected. Um, but nevertheless, Karina Busta, definitely someone to watch at the Australian Open. I don't think he's going to make a massive run, but I do think he's going to beat Kai Nishikori. Tennis Sandgren is going to be playing Alex de Manure. Do I think this is going to be close? No. But Tennis Sandgren has <laughs> surprised people in the past. I think Alex de Manure is going to have a hell of a tournament in Australia. Sanago is going to be playing Corey. I think Sinego is going to win that one. 
Sverev is going to be playing Giron. I think Sverev's going to win that one. And there's some intense ones on the women's side as well. I do believe that uh, Venus Williams or Serena Williams is going to be, or Serena Williams actually just won this one, so that's kind of irrelevant. Uh, Azarenka is going to be, play, be playing Pegula, and there are some other really good matches. For the whole full thing, go to the Australian Open website. You'll be able to see all of the intense matches happening in Australia. Another thing about the Australian Open, they are going to be using Hawkeye line calls, kind of what the U.S. Open did kind of on the outside courts, but they'll be using that to an extent. So hopefully that goes well. I did see a video of some of the tournaments leading up where Hawkeye got something really wrong. So hopefully that doesn't happen in the main draw. I don't know how much of the main draw I'll be able to watch. I'm going to try to watch as much as possible. Definitely be watching recaps every day, but it is kind of hard when everything starts at about midnight here in the States. One thing to keep an eye on here at the Australian Open is Rafael Nadal is back, but he does say he is still dealing with some back issues. He is not 100%, and he's not really expecting a whole lot out of the Australian Open via an article out of ESPN, he said that. So that is definitely something to keep an eye on here at the Australian Open. Expect Nick Kyrgios to really bring a buzz. I think he's going to be buzzing, one, because he finally gets to play a tournament, two, maybe bring some drama into Melbourne, which, you know, is always loved and hated in the Australian Open. Some other things to watch at the Australian Open on the women's side. Naomi Osaka is playing really well. Um, Serena Williams obviously obviously playing very well. The Nike outfits, both on the men's and women's sides, are, sides are electric. I love them both. But overall, I'm just kind of nervous about the whole COVID situation and how that's going to affect play in Australia. If you think about it, some of these players are quarantined for two weeks before the tournament. So one thing to really keep an eye on is conditioning, especially because it's going to be so hot. And a lot of these players are coming from places in the Northern Hemisphere that were in winter. So they probably played a lot of indoor tennis. And now they're turning into playing a lot of outdoor tennis. And on top of that, they are going to be out of breath because they were quarantined for a while. And everything, everything that's happened, so weird, so dysfunctional. And hopefully it doesn't affect them too much. As they get on the court here. Who is my prediction for the Australian Open? I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say Daniil Medvedev is going to be my champion. For the Australian Open. That is my prediction. Mark it down. I know there's a lot of people that aren't going to like that prediction. They're probably going to say I want to say Djokovic. But I remember a lot of people said Djokovic for the US Open. And obviously that didn't happen. Would it have happened? Absolutely. But it didn't happen. A couple other things to keep an eye on moving forward. Roger Federer is announcing his comeback in Doha in March. That is next month. I'm jacked about that because I'm really excited for Roger Federer to get back to tennis and actually start playing again. And I have all the confidence in the world in the actual GOAT. So we'll see how that goes. And we'll see how the GOAT topic goes after the Australian Open. Who knows if it's too easy for Novak Djokovic. Is he going to be the next one? He gets one step closer. He gets one slam closer. If Rafael Nadal still tries to figure it out and somehow comes out of the Australian Open with a trophy, that will be very interesting and another thing for you to take into account when you're talking about the GOAT topic. Another thing, Andy Murray is going to be playing some challenging events. Look for him to come back. I think there's going to be a very exciting second half of the 2021 season once we get into the June, July, August, September, especially all that stuff. Really looking forward to the French and Australian, but right now let's stay in the present. I am jacked about the Australian Open. Men's side, Daniil Medvedev. Women's side, 
I'm going to go Naomi Osaka. I think she's unstoppable. I think she's playing really well, and she is the number three seed. On the bright side, like I said, there has been some matches that have finalized. I am recording this, and none of the men's ones that I'm guessing have happened yet. Um, Naomi Osaka did win, and so that kind of – I would have picked her anyway, but um, just kind of solidifies her in the second round, so it makes my pick sound a little bit better. Um, but Venus Williams won the first round, which is interesting. Good for Venus. I'm a big fan of that. Um, if you can stay up late, if you have the hours to do that – Stay up late, and please watch some Australian Open. It is going to be very difficult to watch, but I encourage you, if you have time and the effort, it is well worth your time to stay up late and watch some Australian Open tennis. It kind of keeps you lively in those wee hours of the morning. There'll be a lot to talk about in the next few podcasts, especially during and after the Australian Open. So stay tuned right here at Believe Podcast at Believe in the ATP Tour. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Jacob Sersosimo and always reach out at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. If you want to tweet at me, tweet at me. If you want to DM me, DM me. Let's talk about some things on this podcast. There's a lot of exciting things coming in 2021, and I cannot wait. Medvedev, Osaka, winning the Australian Open. In my eyes, that is my predictions. Also, thanks for listening. Be safe. Stay safe. Take care of yourself and your family. Let's get through this global pandemic together. More tennis on the other side. We'll see you next week. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.